In this episode, I'll answer a question about a horse who doesn't like something, and I'll talk about what to do about it. So this is something I think everybody has experienced at one point or another, and I love that this question is being asked because it shows a respect for the horse's feelings. So in this episode, I'll talk about the need to recognize dislike versus fear and some choices we have in addressing this. So here we go. Episode 49, Ask Karen Anything. Hi, I'm Karen Rolfe, and welcome to Horse Training in Harmony. This podcast is about you making progress with your horse in a way that you both can love. It's about learning how to move and be in harmony because yes, you really can develop a horse to be both athletic and happy. When we show up as our best selves for our horses, our horses will show up for us. So let's get started. I think the best way to start this episode is just by playing this person's question. Uh, if you follow me on Facebook, or if you're in my video classroom, or if you're in my Dressage Naturally Land Facebook group, you'll see that every now and then I do a little call out and I'll post that I'm taking student questions for this podcast. So this is somebody who answered that call out. And uh, yeah, so here we go. Let me just play this. Hello, Karen. Thank you for taking my question. I currently board my horse at a very large equestrian center. However, I keep him in a pasture with um, three other horses. And I noticed that he, he seems to be apprehensive and uncomfortable about going down to the large barn that we have that includes the, the tack stalls and the wash racks and an indoor arena. Um, I don't have to take him down there, uh, but I do in order to expose him to more activity. And uh, that's where my friends are, of course, congregating. So when I don't go down there, I miss out on the socialization but I have other places to ride him and I can tack him up from my car. So my question is, should I continue to encourage him to go down there to the barn um, when he's clearly uncomfortable? Uh, I notice not only is he hesitant to go down, but when we leave, he walks really fast like he can't wait to get out of the barn, which is rather dark, very, very long concrete alleyways. Um, so that is my question. Um, I just want to know if I'm doing the right thing by him. Thank you. All right. So thank you, Gerilyn, for this question. It, it gives us a reason to talk about not only how to help you with this particular problem, but again, to kind of generalize for other times that our horses don't like something, uh, which again, you know, we're going to bump up against that. If we're, if we notice and we pay attention, of course, we're going to notice things that our horses uh, don't like to do. And how we handle that is really important. So first of all, I have to commend Jerry Lynn for recognizing this. And I know that might, my, that might sound really obvious, but there are lots of people who don't recognize when their horses are apprehensive or uncomfortable, or they do, but they would call it disobedient or something like that. Uh, so anyway, yay you for recognizing that. 
we want to be aware of this dynamic going on and we want to know, realize that we have choices. So two of the big categories of choices that we have are to avoid the thing that the horse doesn't like, don't do it, <laughs> or do stuff to get him to eventually, hopefully, like it, or at least not dislike it. Now, the third option is to tell the horse, shut up and do it anyway, just because I asked, but I don't really put that as a choice because I don't think that's what we're trying to do here. So um, it's also great. Another thing that I think is really great about how you ask this question is that you're recognizing some reasons for why you do like the barn, right? So you can think of um, positive reasons why you might want to go to the barn for one, the sociability for you, because it, you know, it's fun. Your friends are there. You'd like to kind of hang out and have that be part of your fun experience of having a horse. Uh, and you recognize the, the um, good thing about trying to address this in that it can help your horse, um, you know, overcome this, this problem, hopefully feel better about it. And then, you know, then it's, it can be a nice experience for your horse. Uh, it's, I like also that you're recognizing perhaps why your horse might not like it. it. You know, when you talk about it being a dark, long hallway, you know, it's, it's a cave and, uh, prey animals typically don't like being put in caves or tight, dark spaces. So now we have to also realize that it's always a best guess at what our horse might be thinking or feeling or experiencing. But I think it's, it's worth it to try to take a best guess because if we're really in the moment with our horses and we're really open to the feeling, I think we do pick up on the emotion that's out there. As long as we're not bringing a whole bunch of emotions out front, you know, <laughs> you know, ahead of the situation, if we're really there in the moment and we're with the horse, then when the horse suddenly goes, uh Oh, you know, we have a better chance of deciding, you know, is, are they just uncomfortable? Do they just like not prefer it? Would they just kind of rather be somewhere else? Or do they actually dislike it? And even more importantly, are they afraid of it? So that's one of the first things that we have to figure out is, is, is there fear? So that's, that's something um, that I always try to to look at is like, is this fear? Is it confusion? Is it just, is it dislike? Or is it just kind of, eh, there's other things I like better, <laughs> right? So you had said the words um, apprehensive and uncomfortable. So that to me sounds like dislike with a couple drops of fear. You know, it's not full on, I'm terrified of the barn, but apprehensive to me is like, there's a little lack of trust and lack of trust. Anything lack of trust is fear related usually. So just to kind of go into that a little bit more, um, I'll just give some examples of the difference between some of these different ways our horse might be feeling. So let's take a different thing. Um, ears being rubbed or brushed like the inside of the ears. Ovation, my horse Ovation, 
loves his ears being brushed. Like if I take the soft brush and brush the inside of ears, or if I take my knuckles and stick them inside his ear, like he loves that. He just goes all blissed out. Uh, my horse Jedi is neutral. Like he'll let me brush his ears, but it, I don't really see any big response one way or the other. It's the same as I can brush his neck. I can brush his shoulder. I can brush his ears. He's like, okay, you're brushing me. You know, take it or leave it. My horse, Natia, doesn't like it. Now, she'll allow me to do it if I need to do something, but she might not, like, love being brushed in her ears. Sometimes she gets she gets um, irritation from the bugs, and sometimes it's uncomfortable to use the brush in there. She likes me to put ointments in there, but she doesn't really like to be brushed in there. So she'll often, you know, make some move to move away from that. Um, and I have met horses who are really afraid. So a horse that maybe has been ear twitched in the past or, you know, for whatever reason, you know, a, the ear is a delicate area on, on a horse. So often they start out a little bit afraid and we, through working with them, get them to be okay with it. And then they realize, hey, this is not only okay, but you guys can scratch my itches. So anytime I see horses afraid, I don't immediately, you know, blame it on somebody else, <laughs> but it hadn't been addressed that the horse, you can tell they're like, ah, don't do that. I feel, I feel afraid you're going to hurt me if that happens. So those are different stages. So we can kind of look at that and then say, okay, with your horse going down to the barn is, it's definitely not something that they, he loves. He's, um, probably a little on the dislike side of neutral for sure. But is it like dislike or is it dislike and or fear? So if there's fear, we're always going to need to honor and address that first. To me, if there's fear, it kind of falls in a different category. So if you're not sure and you're not sure, is it dislike or is it just fear? Um, or is it dislike or is it fear? I would err on the side of treat it as if it's fear. You'll run into less problems that way because worst case scenario, you just took a little extra time to get the same job done. But if you don't think it's fear or if it doesn't make sense to you that your horse is afraid, um, and you treat it as just a communication issue or, you know, disobedience, I'll put that in air quotes. Um, you could actually make the problem worse. So err on the side of maybe they're afraid. Uh, if it's neutral, it's I think it's fair to say to the horse, hey, come on, let's do this. I promise it's going to be okay. So like Jedi, who's the horse that I said was pretty neutral about his ears. Um, if I'm going to brush his ears and... I don't know, he's maybe his head's up a little, let's say his head is up and I'm going to brush his ears and I think it's fair enough for me to go, hey, could you lower your head so I can make it easier for me to brush your ears? Like, I, I don't think, I think that's fair. If he's neutral and he happens to be there with his head up, I think it's absolutely fine for me to say, hey, could you lower your head while I brush your ears? If it's dislike, I think it's fair to say, hey, Let's do this. And I promise I'm going to give you really big thank yous for this. So let's say Natia is um, in a very sensitive 
you know, spot with her ears because of the bug irritation and I have to treat it with ointments or something. This is what we have to do. Like she'll, her initial thought used to be move away because she's thinking, oh, that's going to be uncomfortable. My ears are irritated. But through me saying, hey, <laughs> let's do this. I promise I'll give you big rewards for this. She, um, through our communication, would say, okay, I'm going to do this for you. And then I would be very gentle putting the ointment in. And actually, and then I give her lots of thank yous and cookies for it. And now, even though I know, like if somebody else comes up to her to touch her ears, she probably would move away because I've worked it out with her. I can see her at first kind of brace a tiny bit and then she relaxes and she'll actually put her ear to my hand. She puts her head down into my hand because she's made a decision. She's like, hey, this is actually going to work out pretty good for me. And I think when I put the ointment in, when she realizes it's it's ointment and not a scratchy brush, she actually realizes if it does feel kind of good. So that's an example of a horse saying, I don't like this, but if it's not fear, we can work through that. It's like, hey, let's work together and let's work on on doing it in a way that ultimately you say, okay, I didn't think that was going to be very comfortable, but in the end, hey, it was worth the cookies. <laughs> now, if it's fear, if it's a horse who has a major like, hey, don't touch my ears, I think you're going to hurt me, then I would not do that. I would not say, hey, let's work through this, put your head down, I'm going to keep going with this and and hopefully get to the other side of that. Maybe you could work through that, but if you can't, if you've asked the horse to put their head down and then you start to try to do something and they, they're still so scared that they can jerk their head up because a horse can jerk their head up if they really want to, <laughs> they will always be able to outmuscle you. Now you're in a horrible situation of you've just showed the horse that they can move through pressure whenever they want. And that you're going to go and you prove to them that you're going to go over threshold and try to be physically manipulating of them. And you just show them that they'll win that. So you don't want to get into that. You want to be really careful of what you try to push through because, um, like I said, if there's fear, um, chances are they, they will, they will escape that. <laughs> you're not going to come out okay on that one. And you're going to make the problem worse because now you have to escalate or backpedal and have to undo the damage that you just did. So with this information, you can, you know, start to make some uh, better decisions and some choices. So for this person, it's bringing the horse to the barn. And, you know, it could be anything like I just said with the ears, it could be the trailer, it could be going to the vet clinic. It could be going to a certain end of the arena or corner. It could be a certain place on the property. Uh, so anything like that. So the kind of two questions that, that um, this person is having is, should I avoid it or should I keep going trying to help the horse get better? Now, avoiding it is a choice. And it could be okay. You just need to step back and look at the bigger picture and, and kind of see, you know, what else do you want to be doing 
And is being able to be okay in that barn or in any kind of barn, if it's generalized to like most barns or like some horses are that way about indoor arenas or something like that, you might say, you know, chances are if I want to compete or if I want to go to clinics or stuff like that, there's going to be times when I have to be okay inside an arena and it would serve you well to take the time to try to improve it, you know, so that the other experiences work out better, right? So, um, you know, it's like you said, to be able to expose the horse to more and, you know, have him become okay. Because if you know you're going to go in that situation, let's say, well, chances are I'm going to be going in the trailer or I'm going to be showing up at the vet clinic or whatever it is, <laughs> even if the vet comes to you, sometimes they smell the vet and, you know, that's the thing. If you know you're going to end up being in that situation and you, so you repeat that exposure and it keeps not being successful and you sort of, well, let me just do it again. Uh, I'll just, I know he doesn't like the barn. I'm not really addressing it, but I'll just go down there again because I want to hang out. And it's just one more time that your horse goes there, does not have a good experience. And, you know, you just prove it to the horse over and over again that he's not okay there. That's actually going to make the problem worse. So you have to kind of scan out and say, how big is the problem? How much do I need to be in this situation? And so then how much time and energy and focus do I want to put on trying to improve it? And sometimes it might be like, you know what, <laughs> I can go through my whole life and avoid this situation. And so, you know, choose, choose your battles. <laughs> like, it's okay. I don't have to address that. And sometimes you're going to think you really do have to do it. So uh, let's pretend that you do want to improve it because avoiding is easy. Just don't do it. <laughs> um and again, I think it's not a cop-out. It's, it's a looking at the management and deciding um, if you can manage the situation and be okay. Right. And I, you know, I've had a, I had a horse, my horse Monty, a Lipizzan, and um, he, one of the first horses that was given to me, uh, be, well, I got him for a dollar because he was, he had issues, but he had some really weird separation issues. He was very much into keeping track of the herd. And if the herd was out um, and he had to be in a stall, he, it was really hard for him. And so I did a, some addressing of it in the beginning because I thought, gosh, he's got to be able to be okay in a stall by himself when everybody else is out in the herd. Like that's something that could need to happen for health reasons or something. And so I tried to address it and, um, and at that point, I probably didn't have all the tools up my sleeve that I do now, but it was really challenging for him, for him to actually be in the stall and I would go in there and hang out with him. But I mean, it was, it ended up being really stressful for him. And at that, so at that point I decided, you know what, right now with the skills that I have and the situation that I'm in with this herd, 
I'm just not going to do that. And if he has to come in, I'll bring other horses in. And I'm just going to avoid that situation because it wasn't working. And the more I was practicing it, the more stressful he got. And then it just proved to him that it was a stressful situation. So that was a moment where I said, I'm going to avoid this. I'm not working on this problem. I will manage this problem. And I had the luxury of being able to manage the problem. And then later over the years, it got better and he was able to do it. So, you know, these are all choices we have and to know you can delay some choices too, but that would be a, a, a time to avoid if you're able to manage it. But let's say we do want to try to improve it. So things we have um, that we can do, you know, really it's about habituation, right? We want to get the horse used to it. Um, and, and again, I'm going to assume there's a, there's some drops of fear, right? So we're going to do the, the excruciatingly slow <laughs> version, which ends up being the fast version. All right. So we want to get the horse used to it. The goal needs to be that the horse is like, oh, this is actually okay. And this is through repeated exposure. However, this is best done in a way where the horse does not go over threshold, right? So we don't like blindfold them and get them to the barn <laughs> and then deal with it there. We approach it and we retreat and we play with the thresholds as he gets near the barn and to see if step by step by step he can be okay here and then okay there and then okay there and then closer and closer and closer. And the other thing that we can do is counter conditioning. So we're going to pair it with something positive. So we're going to go in there approaching step by step. And along the way, we're going to make this so fun and so delicious and so wonderful that they start to actually um, maybe even like the process. So how that might look is this. You take them out, out of the pasture and you approach towards the barn. Now at the moment that you feel him put his attention to the barn and show signs of stress, whatever that is that sh shows up, you can make a little turn, like you can make a little U-turn or a 90 degree turn. You can, sometimes when I do this, I'll make a little like, like a little whistle sound or whatever it is. That's my, hey, look over here at me sound. Uh, and then when your horse turns and does pay attention to you, and, you know, if they're really fixated on it, you might have to turn and then turn and then turn. And I might go, hello, hello. <laughs> and I'll call the horse's name. And when you find that they look at you again, then you just give them a big, warm, fuzzy smile. Hi, hello, cookie. <laughs> so what you're rewarding is them focusing on you. So it, you're going to be controlling their attention. And this is where you want to you know, do this at every threshold and be very, very aware and see how does your horse show you that he's over the threshold. So some horses are really obvious. They're walking along and then they hit the brakes or they walk along and then up goes the head, ears are pricked forward and they're snorting, you know, or your horse might check out, like they walk along and all of a sudden they're glazed over and you see them going inside themselves. So whatever it is, and if you're not sure what it is, err on the side of doing it even if maybe you're not sure if he really lost his attention, because if you do a little turn and get him to like listen to you 
and then look at you and then get a cookie and he didn't need to do that, well, then it's just practicing communication and, you know, no harm. But if you wait too long and wait till he's, you know, past the threshold for another 20 yards and now he's really over threshold, um, then you've lost some opportunities. So you go along, you know, after that, then you, you've now retreated a little bit because you've turned and then you go, okay, let's go again. And you go again and you just observe your horse. You might go two steps. You might go another 10 steps and then really watch at what point does he put more attention onto the barn than you. And when you feel him change, however that changes, the apprehensiveness, the uncomfortableness, then do a little turn. Hey, hello, hello, whatever it is. <laughs> and then when he's looking at you, hi, give him a little cookie. I like, I like having a little trick that my horses do. Some horses, like if I, I tell them just, you know, quote, smile, they put their lip up or my horse Teo will stick his tongue out or a horse that lifts his leg. So sometimes when you do get their attention, you can ask them to do a little trick, something that they, they love and they're very successful at. And it keeps them thinking about communication and that they're successful and looking at you and paying attention to you is super fun and cool. So I can, you know, do stuff like that. So you're just kind of changing the dynamic instead of we're going to the thing you don't like. It's all about the journey to the thing, right? So hopefully you get their mind more on you and more on the journey and more on them being successful and feeling really well thanked. And so you'll do this, you'll repeat this and kind of looking at each day and you know that you do this because each day might be different. And your goal is to end on a successful note. And you're going to have to figure out what that is. So ideally, you um, want to, like, let's say he hits a threshold, you get his attention, you go again. The great place to end is when he goes a little past that first, that last threshold and then before you hit the next threshold, you reward them and you walk away. So that would be success. And so you're going to have to, as you're playing, think of the timing. Does he hit the threshold? And then the next time you can go five steps past until you hit the next threshold. And then it's another five steps. So if that's the case, let's say it's, he goes five steps and then he hits another threshold. Then if when you feel like, okay, I want to be done, <laughs> I want to find a note to end on, then if he goes two and a half steps past the last threshold, then you go great turning around and, and leave him thinking, but I, I was, I was going to do some more. And then you go, yeah, I know. And we're going to go back. So it proves to him that you are not going to keep taking everything that he gives. All right. So this is a general uh, trust that you're not going to keep pushing. You want to be um, a little careful about not pressuring him to move forward. Um, like I gave with the example with the ears, the horse that was kind of neutral, or even the horse was like, I'm not afraid, I just don't like it. And I said, those horses, I could put a little pressure to suggest that they lower their head but the horse is afraid, not so much. So the same thing with this, if you're, um, 
asking him to move towards the barn. And he's like, I don't think I want to go. You want to be really careful that if there's fear not to add pressure to tell him to go. You can add pressure in the turn to turn away and just keep the communication going. Um, if you do try to put a little pressure just to get something happening, make sure you re you release that pressure when they just start to relax and think about going and you immediately take it away. So you just want them to be thinking of trying and then you release, but they don't need to act. You don't want to be smacking them forward. <laughs> so be a little bit mindful about that. Um, yeah, and that's, that's why I think the turn is nice because you can, um, make sure, like I'm trying to picture extreme versions of this, like your horse might just very obligingly walk right up to the barn. And then you notice when he's in there, he's not comfortable. So I'm, I'm giving a little more of a dramatic example of this because, um, there might be horses who are like snorting and getting tall and maybe hitting the brakes. <laughs> so, um, for those horses, when they hit the threshold, that little turn is nice because it gives you a chance to test that there's communication. You can, um, if they're really stuck in the ground, you can say, hey, come on, I said move, but because you're turning, um, you're, you're actually putting that pressure in a way that moves them away from the thing. You just don't want to be caught in this thing of they don't want to go and you're pushing them to go in a straight line, direct conflict. Um, that's usually not going to work ultimately. So even if you're, if he does walk to the barn, like a quote, good boy, and then you see he's nervous at the barn, I would still play with this method and see if there's another layer of when he goes into, I'm not okay, but I'm going to oblige anyway. Right? So be be aware of those, you know, obliging horses, because sometimes they internalize. And part of the process of unwinding is for you to notice more subtle versions of him saying, I'm not okay. And this is where it's this kind of method where people report, you know, that they had a horse who just did everything and was perfect. And then they got him home and started doing, you know, quote, unquote, horsemanship with them. And all of a sudden, they're acting out. Well, they're acting out because now they feel communication and people are acknowledging all those deep fears and not okayedness. And so it naturally will go through a stage where suddenly they're telling you what they're not okay with. And it looks like things are going backwards. Th the point is you got to keep going until they really are okay with it. And they're not just obliging because often those just obliging horses who are not okay. They're just obliging. Um, it is showing up somewhere. And, you know, like this person said, she's noticing, you know, and those things I think add up over time and they're ultimately going to come back and bite you in the butt. So remember the goal is not to get him in the barn and have him behave. And I know that, um, um, Geraldine, that's not what you said. I know that that's not what you're thinking. The goal is I just have to, you know, take your question and try to answer it for everybody. Uh, the goal is not to get them in there. The goal is that he's okay being there. So success, don't think success means he's in the barn and happy on the first attempt. You have to make it a game to have a little bit of success, you know, make it 
the success is how you work through the process, right? It's the process of doing it is where your success is. So you can be really successful, even if you only make it 20 feet towards the barn, but you do it in a way that you end them on a really nice note. And the way you worked with him um, helped him to move past even just one threshold in a more relaxed way than he did before. That's success. And this is where you have to ignore anybody else at the barn who goes, oh, she's just letting him get away with stuff. (laughs) Don't listen to them because you know you're in a process for a bigger result. So another thing, you know, I talked about ending with your horse going past a a threshold and then um, ending where you ask him to retreat before he gets to the next threshold, like, you know, and you can decide how much time you have that day and how long, you you know, how much patience you have. (laughs) But if you start feeling like, okay, I think that was enough. We crossed three thresholds and I don't want to get into doing this again for the fourth one. So let's find a note to end on, you know, take stock of the normal pattern and you turn him around before he hits the next threshold and just walk away. You want to also make a note of exactly where that threshold was. And then you can, as you repeat, you can note the progress. So for you, um, you know, for this case of walking towards the barn, it's really easy because if you go on the same path, you can like count fence posts, you know, make a little marker and go, all right, here's the first place I saw tension. And then here's where we got. And then the next day you can measure is this first threshold before or the same or later than it was the other day? Because it'll probably change a little bit day to day, but you can find sort of the average, hey, it's usually around here that he usually starts showing me signs. And then you can you can really measure your progress. And I tell you, eight feet, one, one fence post uh, difference can be hugely meaningful. <sighs> so, and remember also, um, during this process, the goal is that he's paying atten- his attention is on you and it feels like it's a good payoff for him to have his attention on you. Now in the, um, video classroom, I have a video, it's January, 2021 playing with thresholds with Teo and it's similar to this. So it's a little bit different because I have this horse on long lines Um, So he really is out in front of me, Um, but you'll still see how I work laterally with him, how I encourage him to look back at me, uh, and then how I reward him. I'm planning on doing another video in the classroom um, with a technique that's a little more similar to what I'm describing with you with this one, but I think this January 2021 playing with thresholds with Teo um, will really help you because I'm asking him to go on the long lines to a part of the property where he used to get really nervous and it's, and he um, goes introverted, but then he'll also get snorty (laughs) and you'll see lots of different things that I do. And I think it'll really help you with the timing and to be able to see the expression changes. I think you'll find it really, really interesting. So now along the way to the barn and especially once you make it to the barn, you want to be really thinking about that counter conditioning, you know, pairing it with something positive. So, you know, I talked about rewarding. So you have to ask yourself, what does your horse love? 
What does he love? Cookies? Which kind of cookies? You want the the good cookies. Does he love scratches? You know, is there really good grass along that path? You know, would he really appreciate grazing there? And also you can think about, um, you know, how much comfort does he get from other horses? Um, now, you ultimately want him listening to you. So sometimes going there with other horses can help sort of bridge it. But in the end, you want him, you want him to be doing it because he's okay with you and trusting you. But it can be a nice intermediary. So with my horse, Teo, who has some arena trauma, uh, there were some days where if he was having, you know, a really stressful day, I would help him by just having um, my assistant bring another horse and stand him in the arena. And I mean, it would just take the stress down a couple notches. There were still things that I could deal with, but just having another horse standing in there took it down a couple notches. He would like, oh, take a little sigh of relief. And then he could focus on me better. So, you know, that was something I felt when I, you know, sometimes it feels like, oh, that's a cop out. And, you know, ultimately we need to move past that. Otherwise it can become a crutch, um, but it can be a bridge. Remember the goal is that they listen to you, but if there's a circumstance that makes it easier for them to listen to you because it takes the stress down, do it. Right. So you don't want him going just because he's following another horse, but do it if that other horse gives him comfort so that then they can listen to you. And that's what really, really helped with Teo. And, um, and now he does not need another horse in the arena. I'm happy to report. So I was thinking about an idea that could help, um, solve kind of both the problems, um, uh, Geraldine with the, your desire to hang out with your friends and your horses, you know, to make it easier for your horse. And if you feel like you have some horse friends that would be up for this, um, maybe you can talk some of your horse friends into helping you with this and they can en enroll, you can enroll them to help you. So it has to be the right people. They have to know what the purpose of this is and they have to be game and they have to be patient and they can't be, um, you know, giving you their two cents and, and like clucking and swinging their sticks at your horse while you're trying to do something else. So choose them wisely, but this could be fun. So let's create this picture and then you can see whether this is possible or not. So have your friends come up to his pasture, your horse's pasture with their horses and just hang out a little bit. And then you're going to go a bit towards the barn. You're going to do the same threshold exercise. And when you feel your horse hitting a threshold, you go, oh, hang on, everybody. <laughs> and you do the same exercise. You turn them, get them to look at you. And then you wait there. And at this point, you make it fun and you bring some snacks for the people. <laughs> so you can make this like a wine and cheese party, right? So you know, you go along and whenever you have to stop and wait for your horse at a threshold, you bring out the little mini breeze or, you know, some crackers or some chocolates and you hand out, you know, M&Ms to everybody. <laughs> so everybody's hanging out, socializing. And then you're like, okay, here we go again. And then you go and you walk your horse up 
and you're, you know, it's like Simon says, you're leading the way and you're like, oh, hang on. And I lost my horse's attention. <laughs> and you do your little turn, you get your horse looking at you, hi, give him a cookie, and then you pass out the M&Ms again to all your friends. And they can talk, and they can chat, and they can laugh, and they can talk about whatever you want. You're just socializing. It's just like a little wine and cheese party that inch by inch goes closer to the barn. So this could, if it's the right people, could be a really fun distraction for you. It could keep the vibe really uh, playful. And, you know, and it gives your horse the support of other horses um, without it just being a little cheater thing of there. He just follows the other horses in and then goes, ah, how did I get here? <laughs> so you just keep repeating this the same thing, right? So it's a little positive reinforcement for your friends <laughs> and a little way to keep things, um, keep things happy and calm. So anyway, I, I hope that you have some friends around that that could help with. Um, you know, and then again, as you go closer and closer, hopefully if you're doing this by thresholds, you'll end up closer and closer and do this on a day where you have endless time do it on a day where the whole purpose is this process. It'll be an interesting thing to practice for you both. And just remember the goal is to master the process. The goal is not to reach the destination. If you focus too much on the destination, it's actually going to mess up your process. If you focus on the process, you're actually going to have a better chance of getting there. So, I hope that helps. You'll have to report back to me. I'm really curious, Geraldine, if you end up having the uh, mobile wine and cheese party or M&M party with your friends. <laughs> Maybe just bring M&Ms for yourself to reward yourself for being so patient and acknowledging of your horse's discomfort. All right. Well, I hope that helps um, you and everybody else listening. And as always, uh, come visit the Dressage Naturally on Facebook group and leave a comment. Let me know how you enjoyed this. All right. Bye. If this episode resonates with you, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Training horses is a long game. The more you listen, the more pieces of the puzzle you'll have. To see all your learning resources, visit dressagenaturally.net. That's where you'll find free videos, online courses, my book. You can sign up for my Wednesday Wisdom email or even book a private consult. Most of all, remember, you got this. Never underestimate the possibility for things to improve in ways you cannot yet imagine. Till next time, love your horse, move in harmony, and enjoy the process.